0: fucking puddle of water it was like i was telling otino it was like a cartoon slip like you know how it wasn't like a dainty like ballerina slip it was like a big fucking lumberjack like tex avery animated like
1: a a dainty ballerina slip that's never happened
0: well not with my giant ass like i no no i i fell like i don't even i didn't (laughs) know that parts hurt of mine until they hurt and then i was like well fuck my wrist hurts now well shit my knee hurts and my ankle hurts Like, I fell, and then I screamed, and then I started crying, and then the open elevator that I was trying to get onto, like, the people got off because they knew something had happened. Oh, my God. So, like, there was a nurse there, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Quick question. (laughs) Just bawling my eyes out. Quick
2: question. What? Was there a cuidado wet floor sign?
0: There was not a cuidado wet floor sign. You could sue. Was this inside or outside? Inside, on my way downstairs, off it was, of was my it floor. Puddle. Then this was at did, the hospital. It was a big puddle. Yeah, it was at the uh, hospital. Did
1: you sleep? Did you slip on an Aubon pan pet of butter?
0: I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a clear liquid because I didn't see it, and yeah. I fell so hard. And then they were like, so they took me to employee health, and she was like, well, you could just take some NSAIDs or you could go get some X-rays, and I was like. Fuck this corporation! I'm gonna radiate every single part of my body. You was really like,
2: could sue. Light you it all up. Sue. Do you, how long do they know where the water came from, and how long it was there before somebody cleaned it up?
0: Negative, and negative, and it was cleaned up immediately. If there is,
2: if there is, sec- yeah, after you busted your ass, they cleaned it up. How do
3: we know it was water? It's a hospital; it could be any kind of. Food. Could have been semen. Who knows? That's really slippery.
2: But if it caught, they caught you on, secu- on security film. Then oh, they caught yeah. what caused the thing that you slipped on. Mm-hmm. So if you, honestly, if you wanted, to, I mean, I don't, I mean, you're, I, if let's say if you tore a ligament in your knee, you could totally see the hospital.
0: The problem is, like, my ankle Fair. hurts, and my knee hurts, but I just finished physical therapy, like, maybe four did months they, ago on did this Did they day. ask,
2: it doesn't matter, did they check you out? Did they give you any Yeah, X-rays? I went to the
0: ER, they gave me an x-ray, everything's fine. They're like, well, wow. you have a bruise on your knee, and you're sprained your ankle, and I was like, okay.
2: Well, then you probably... Can't
0: probably can't see you. I did get Does some muscle any relaxers. Opioids? No no opioids, unfortunately. But I did get um, I got some muscle relaxers and next oh, time. Uh and some Tylenol.
2: Well, since you didn't hurt yourself and there's probably no mental anguish, then you probably can't sue.
0: I'm a little embarrassed that my mascara ran.
2: <laughs> Aww. Well, welcome to Secretly Timid. <laughs> Um it's been a very contemptuous afternoon. Is that a word? Contemptuous contentious. Yes. Man, we had audio issues and I acted a fool because I'm an Aries and we're prone to anger very quick. We're hot headed. No. You're an Aries too, aren't you?
0: <laughs> yes. Um As he rolls his eyes at me. <laughs>
2: So anyway, the featured song today is by Cardnox, it's called Bad Boys, and I'm here today with Cindy, and Otieno in studio, and uh, fan favorite Megan, and other fan favorite (laughs) Richard over Skype. My voice just cracked. I don't know what's going on, guys, like I'm falling apart.
1: I think it's my sexy husky voice that's Mm. making you nervous. (laughs) Just calm down, just relax, John. (laughs)
4: Girl got a voice, husky, up, full of dogs, dude.
2: So, I, <laughs> Regina and Cindy, you guys haven't been on the show for a while. Uh, Regina, what have you been up to?
3: Um, I missed last week because I was at a wedding. I have started my first week of school.
0: Yay!
3: And, yay! And <laughs> so, I've just been working my ass off and doing schoolwork every night. I've been really boring, actually. For my usual self, anyway.
0: How's the school work? Do you love it?
3: I do. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed at the moment with the amount of work to do. Um, but I'm really enjoying my volunteer work, which is keeping me engaged and motivated to um, to do this. So it's a win-win.
1: yeah.
3: Good. You're going to need that motivation. Yep. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So
2: Dude, there f- it is. Funny. So Regina – One of your friends on Facebook posted a, I guess they found your uh, ID tag or ID card.
3: No, um, the volunteer coordinator gave it to my friend who is the social worker for my patients. So just as a way to get it to me faster.
2: It was just funny because you have a big Regina smile on your face.
3: (laughs) She made me smile. I did not want to smile and I hate I thought you looked so lovely. I did too. It's just funny because it's like hosting it.
2: It's like hospice care at the bottom. And I'm like usually people are really somber in hospices but not you're just necessarily.
0: Like... Hospice oh, can be a celebration, a celebration of, of the end of your life. Mhm. Like yay, it's finally fucking over. <laughs> you know?
1: That's what I that's what I'm waiting for. Sweet relief.
2: Cindy, what have you been doing?
0: Um, I went to a couple shows, I went to Father John Misty, and we saw Spoon. And you
2: saw Jason Napolitan, too. Yeah,
0: I saw Jason Napolitan. I've known that guy since third grade.
2: Did he ask about me?
0: No. <laughs> Who is that? I'm child? sorry. In the three minutes that we had to catch up over the last 27 years, we did not mention you. We didn't
2: mention reason. that you're on a podcast with John Hart and Ryan Obermeyer? No. Two people that he knew from Allen, Texas? I need to get some business cards. I need, to, I need to just start handing them out.
0: No, I didn't mention that. It was just really nice to see him. He looks great. He, like he doesn't age. He's wonderful and beautiful. Who is
2: who is this person? He's somebody I went to high school with.
0: I used to have a big crush on him, and then it turns out he's like super gay. Is he? I don't,
2: Oh,
3: well. I didn't recognize him.
0: Um, we went to like, ele- I mean, elementary school, and we'd spend summers watching Clueless, and
2: yeah, he was. Re- it was stole his mom's car. Really nice to me. when yeah. we were in high school, really nice
0: kid. Um, I interviewed for a new job
2: because
0: oh, yeah. I hate my job uh-huh. um, at my old hospital that I used to work at before I worked at the hospital that I do now because uh, it's fancy. like it's like 45 minutes closer to my house and also I currently hate my job like a lot there's a lot of drama going on there mostly instigated by me. And um, we talk –
2: we can't talk about any of it. We cannot talk about any of it, but we can talk
0: about it off the air. We've already talked about it off the air a little bit. Um, So, yeah, that's happening. And then I had this fall. I'm, like, in this super-duper big fight with my family right now. Like, I'm just a fucking mess right now. Like, everything is a mess. And – on top of that, like I got a really bad haircut, and so my hair is really short. And it's not short. What are you talking about? It's, short. it's not short. It doesn't cover my tits, and I hate that. Huh. Do you
3: brush your hair forward normally over your face?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, like when I when I get out of the shower, I like to brush it on top of my tits, and it's like, and it covers it. and It's. It looks you get extension. It's like a. I don't. I don't know. I <laughs> guess so. Uh, it's like right. cover up my shame bags, right?
1: <laughs> get the fuck out of here, all of us and anybody listening already knows that's not true. Shame bags. Shame bags. True. Get out of yes. here.
0: Um, but. I, I don't know. All of this started when I got this bad haircut, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. So what you're
4: saying is you're like, Samson, and this is all a result of your bad haircut. If you had your hair normal length, none of the rest of that shit would have happened.
0: I don't know what that means. It's a <laughs> shitty biblical
4: <laughs> reference. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, I also... So did, did any of this happened on Friday the 13th? <laughs> My fall um, happened on the Friday the 13th. Yeah. I, like, spectacular fall. It was probably at like 13 hour and 13 minute, right?
5: Yes.
0: <laughs> But you know what's really funny is that so like the the time before uh, the last time I fell really hard and sprained my ankle was exactly like I think with a margin of error of about one week. I fell with um, when my youngest was like still in a carrier and like a forward carrier. I put my foot in like this big hole that was covered up and I fell forward and then I twisted my ankle there.
2: Where was this? At my house. Oh, you can't sue. I can't
0: sue. God. (laughs) Um, I fell, and then I interviewed for a job the next, like, within two days, and then I got that job. So, and this is literally within, like, four years of each other, almost to the day. So, I'm feeling pretty good about my fall because of that.
2: Let me tell you about coincidences.
0: Shut up, John. Don't burst my bubble.
2: (laughs) How are you doing, Etienne? Um, Are we still friends? Because I was pretty saucy with you earlier, and I apologize. I... You re- so it's like water off a duck's ass. You
4: know, I'm really... That fast at um, <laughs> I appreciate your apology, but it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, honestly, I want to go back to what I said earlier. I'm firmly convinced that my overall serenity is deeply linked to the fact that I've been riding my motorcycle a lot more often this week. And there's nothing more exhilarating, soothing, and terrifying than, you know... Looking down at your bike and realizing, should I put you on a seatbelt or something like that? Of course, bikes don't have seatbelts, and so you're, you know, racing about at like between sixty five and eighty five miles an hour, understanding that like you know a small miscalculation and you'll be turned into a collection well, of like you. tattered red and greasy smears. What
2: about other cars? Yeah, I, I drive I, on the tow all the this
4: time. It's terrible. This is exactly. I've got my photos point.
1: of that if you're interested in. Yep, I yep. Can... I, I've seen
4: quite a few of them, and um, it definitely increases my caution level. You ever uh, seen a
1: spine compressed like an accordion?
4: Yes, I have. I've also seen (laughs) like you know people's heads making contact with everything from uh, um, the uh, concrete barriers to those to those uh, water jugs, which look like oh that'll be soft and nice. No, it's soft and nice for a car, not soft and nice for a human body.
1: Well, it sounds like you and I are part of the same sex club, so maybe we should. Yeah, hey,
4: later. You you have seen Crash, right? The original like David. Yes, I have.
1: James Spader because
4: that movie's amazing, (laughs) but. Anyway, my point is that, um, no, the uh, most of pop culture and the world altogether are comprised of varying degrees of uh, feces, excrement, or picure, cool, noun here. So I take my solace where I can.
0: I like mm. it. That sounds like fun.
2: You talk like a Joss Whedon character. <laughs> That's entirely unintentional, <laughs> but I appreciate the reference.
0: Hey, Megan. Yes?
2: What have you been up to?
1: Oh, you know, just... Uh did some snake handling yesterday mm. no you didn't promo really? protesting huh uh you're no. definitely
2: in west virginia oh yeah I I mean, have, someplace come in on i thought you were in kentucky
1: i am i mean it's 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 appalachia close enough
2: Appalachia.
1: So it's all did they say appalachia or yeah they do A- not when appalachian we, we say appalachia they say appalachia appalachia
0: um,
2: it's mostly because they're missing
0: teeth and they can't pronounce it correctly.
1: Oh, That's a horrible
2: <laughs> stereotype. <gasps> Take it back.
1: But not untrue. No. <laughs> Hence why it's a stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, yeah, I, I haven't been doing backing anything at all. Nothing. Just hanging out with my friend and her husband living in their extra bedroom.
4: Well that sounds pleasantly relaxing. There's... Actually
1: it's, they're really nice people and so I'm I'm grateful. Outside of this house I'm very ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you taken
4: one of your legendary rides slash walks lately?
1: Uh not this week, but um two weeks, two weeks ago I found a cave. That I went into in.
4: Uh, Unlock an ancient curse left there by some Native Americans a thousand years ago, and now you are the bearer of dark demonic evil you plan on spreading throughout the rest of the world?
1: I was hoping yeah. maybe she found some moonshine, but. One of the above. No, I I have some at my former place of residence. If it's not already all gone, if it is, then somebody's going to have to replace it. <laughs> but uh, no, this, this cave was pretty interesting. Just. You don't often drive by and just see a cave with nobody like taking a guided tour into it or anything so the end
2: did you go inside
1: I did a little bit
2: you need a spelunker hat and flashlights uh, and a gun and,
0: and, meth. and an axe <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. to, to share with whoever's yeah. inside
2: what if there was like yeah. it was like a Goonies thing and they're like bones of like old Pirates. moonshiners from Kentucky that were hiding out from the, th- from the cops. <laughs> Chester Pot. in like the 1920s, and you disturb their bones, and their soul enters your body. I know somebody who I already
0: I, that a minute ago. I know well, somebody who disturbed I mean, their bone in a case. There's room for
1: somebody's soul in here. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, oh, Megan.
2: Yeah. Zing. So That's I'm. True. I'm still adjusting to working, and (laughs) I'm adjusting to, like, being around people all day that I don't really know. Most of them are nice. Most of them are weird. And there's this one woman who I like, but she talks about her fucking kid all the time, and it really gets on my nerves.
4: Wait, John, when
2: was the last time you worked, like, on the regular? Like, two years. I was in school. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Damn, It's been a hot minute. And I'm also reminded since all the people that I'm around most of the time know me Mm -hmm. that strangers don't get my sense of humor and it Mm -hmm. comes off a lot darker than it is. Yep. Oh no, it's pretty no, dark.
4: Love it's, it. No, yeah, I was gonna say.
2: <laughs> it's it's pretty dark right? And my uh for the reasons why I like you. <laughs> my co workers are just now they're getting acclimated to it.
4: <laughs> so the, the the important thing I want to point out is you do understand now that, it's that time also to move makes on. you
2: weird, you know. Yeah. Oh no, I know I'm weird. I know I'm weird. And every single place I've ever worked except for Bank of America had a bunch of weirdos working there too. Okay. And this place has a bunch of weirdos working there. And so for example, the woman, let's call her Kathy, because all the ladies I don't like are always named Kathy. Fucking
0: Kathy. <laughs> I have a few Kathys in my She office.
2: apparently didn't choose her mate wisely, and so she doesn't like the father of her child. And so every single day it's, uh, my child this, my child that. Her child's three years old. Her child, this is actually a good singer, that, that he told her that if I could give him a high five, I would. She came into work and said, my child told me um, this morning that it's not arguing if he's right. <laughs> oh, Huh. But anyway, so yesterday we were um talking about they were talking about whether or not they're going to go to the state fair and she's like I don't want to go to a state fair because I'm definitely afraid of roller coasters. If I die my child is gonna have to be raised by my ex husband. And um, um Yeah, so I said, Well, if you're if you're dead you have nothing else to worry about. And
4: or just don't get
1: in the bloody roller coaster. Or that. But- or the state could do it.
2: But she actually brought up a really good ethical question that I want to post to you guys. She said, and I guess, especially since she, she's the only one here who has children. Um, they are talking about if it was ethical or not to, uh, put a microchip in your kid so you can track them wherever they go. No. In cases as if like, if they were ever to be abducted.
0: No, because he's only a kid for 18 years and he's a human for all of it. So no, that's fucked up. That's,
1: I don't know if I agree with that, but
0: you would put it like I put a chip in my dog, right? Because my dog, like, like my dog can't speak, but, but your you know. kids
2: can wander away just like a dog can. But, well, yeah, but my kids
0: know their phone number and like uh-huh. they know my phone number and my name, and they could just. So are you saying that it's okay to put a chip in a kid with
1: a cognitive problem?
0: No, I'm not saying it's okay to put a chip in anything other than a dog.
4: Here, how about a really <laughs> easy, simple compromise on that point? Instead of, like, you know, burying the chip in the back of the child's neck like you would a pet, then maybe you could consider, like, a bracelet or a necklace. because has one I of mean, those. we has like tile. We already, like, track cons with ankle bracelets and such. It's definitely a lot less invasive. There's no weirdo, like, bioethics stuff involved.
1: And Whatever man I, we're all being tracked with marketing information anyway it's all yeah, basically the same shit yeah but like not Android
0: inside tracking. of your body exactly. that is weird that is Except not okay in your
1: phone which is basically inside of your body I who
0: doesn't have a home. phone on right my, now? my phone well Try kids
2: home we're home. talking about kids megan
3: we're all kids a lot of kids have phones yeah, kids have
2: Not them. three-year-old. I mean, the compromise that they all came up with was microchip them when they're young, and then when they when they turn 18, they oh. had the option of getting it removed. Yeah, that's kind of no. disgusting. I was quiet the entire time, because I, I said, um, I agree, even though I was being a little bit of an a here I agree with Cindy on this point, that I, I don't agree with microchipping. No, no. And, uh, I just don't I just don't think it's ethical. I it's kind of like how now I'm but, against I'm against circumcision because it should be, you know, we're all have autonomy and you should be able to make that choice for yourself. Uh, I still
1: you've encountered you. an uncircumcised member haven't you, John?
2: I love them.
0: <sighs> it's
1: So yeah, much fun. I
0: no.
2: Nope,
1: I,
0: nope. I can't I can't say that candy. I do. But
2: but if I, but if somebody wanted, if if a man chose to be circumcised, it should be his decision, right? Oh, uh, sorry, Cindy. I'm it pre- should be i I'm, I'm assuming that you made that choice for your kids. Four I'm gonna, and you probably use some some weird thing that like they want their penis to look like their dad's, which is a weird explanation. What? Have you heard that before? I have
0: heard that before. Like, but who's looking at their daddy's dick? I
1: mean, they, they circumcise because why?
2: Because they want their dick to match their dad's dick. That's not. That's a really horrible line of logic. Cindy up. shook I, her head that she has heard that explanation. I've heard. I don't understand. That's shitty. You've I, heard that? Yep. Cindy, have you heard that?
3: I have heard
1: that. Regina,
2: have you heard that?
3: No, I mean I don't really get caught up in like penis circumcised penis. So <laughs> or any of that shit. Really, you. But Just I mean, I, this is all I guess okay.
2: like the question could be like if because in some cases where uh, women are have large when when the doctors decide that they need to make a choice whether or not they want a, the child to have female or male sex organs, sometimes they make a decision and sometimes they choose wrongly where I would think the most ethical thing to do would be to let that child decide on their own what they want to do with their own body. That's Lee what they
5: kind do don't not they all the
2: time? No, there are a lot of intersex people that um, can't that are miserable now because a they've doctor made a the wrong decision. Sex. Like I said, Jimmy Lee. Curtis I think
3: yeah, <laughs> because that's what they used to do. But currently, wouldn't most of those people be pretty young? And I think they've changed that standard.
0: I think you have to be eighteen now before you can with with. I think you have to be eighteen without parental consent. And you can be younger than that with parental consent.
2: But have any he- heard with uh, like little girls that have very big clitorises and they snip it, snip it, a little mm-hmm. bit to make it appear? Pure... But they're not. Yeah, well, no, because I remember That's Aaron not... Doperdang and I talked about this one time. Okay,
0: but a, but but doing like snipping a clitoris and removing foreskin is completely different it's like actually there's a
2: lot of nerves that you lose in that not nearly not
0: nearly as as much
2: much, but it's still lost that you can't get back
1: i can tell you that snipping a clitoris whether on accident or on purpose is not very comfortable
2: And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure when those baby boys scream (laughs) their heads off. I think it's an invalid comparison. When their
1: penises are mutilated for cosmetic reasons. If it's going to happen, wouldn't you rather it happen when you're a baby instead of, like, waiting all those years and being like, okay, well, now you have a choice. I'd much
2: rather make the choice of what to do with my body. My body, my choice, motherfuckers. Why are we? Why is not Don't do it. Don't don't do it, John. Don't do it. I see where you're going. Don't do it. Don't
1: do it. (laughs) Mm I have a... Yeah, watch out, sister.
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to get into it with you yet. Um, Why is it not okay for parents to make that choice?
2: Because it's not their body.
0: So, like... Just like you're saying... So, like, if... Hang on. No, just let me go on and explain before you interrupt me. If we don't make decisions for our children at a very, very young age... Then when is it like? Where's the cutoff there? Right? Like, how do we wrangle that in?
2: Well, apparently your cutoff is that your children's penises. <laughs> to be a little more, to be a little more clear, John, to answer your question, John,
0: Cindy. John, honey, but I'm just, I'm just curious. No, nope. Listen to me, real quick. When Tread there's no fucking lightly medical reason
2: to do that.
0: Uh, there is a medical reason to do that.
2: That's that that's not cosmetically based? Because I mean I could understand in the seventeen hundreds when we had different uh options for hygiene, but we don't have that anymore. Uh, you can teach your kid how to clean underneath its force okay. It doesn't
1: always that that lesson doesn't always take.
2: So <laughs> Magma,
0: but, a I mean, it can't, can't be any more complicated
2: than okay. cleaning out a vagina. Or an ear for the You baby. have
0: to, How do you? Just okay. Oh, my heart. God. It's totally, like, yes, one, it's totally different. Yes. <laughs> one, it's totally different. Two, you don't. The I, gun, it cleans itself.
4: This is also very true.
0: <laughs> I, I am going to pleasantly bow out of this conversation because you already so have your mind that. made Keep up. Going. And there's nothing that I'm going to say or going to do to change your mind on that. So I'm, not just, gonna, I'm not funny, even going to. It's just not even like microchip
2: bad. Take off a piece of your child's body without their consent. Good. It's a very, very and, that, that, and, that, that, and that, I love you. It's a, it a back. big leap. I take it back anyway. It's a big leap, yo.
4: Yeah, it's a really big leap.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that, and I've had this discussion with my mother and my father, and I'm like, I wish you guys had not a, hadn't done it.
1: But wait, you you would have chosen to keep the hood?
2: Yes. Really? Yes. Ditto. Ooh. Thank you, Otieno. Really? Yeah, Otieno. Really, I would have happily
4: kept my foreskin. Thank you.
1: Why? Tell me. Tell me um, why.
4: Because I don't know of any uh, medical reasons that make sense to me, and I'm not in an Abrahamic covenant with that particular deity or any of its offshoots. So, hard pass. Thank you.
0: You know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and say that. It's not easy being a fucking parent and you make decisions whenever you have to make decisions that sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. So. And don't be an ungrateful little bitch and tell your parents they fucked up. (laughs) uh, Well, I just, you know, you can't like sit there and say that this is what was good for me and this is what was bad for me when your parents were the one having to do it to begin with. And I guarantee you that I'm, I'm making a bad decision sometimes and I'm making a good decision sometimes. So if that was a bad decision, then fine. Fuck me, right? Because my kids are going to be in therapy for some fucking reason. So if they need to be in therapy because they were circumcised, then so fucking be it. Right? You know what? The
3: first thing that happened to them, awesome. Honestly, yes.
0: Some of my best times in my
1: memory have been due to your bad decisions. So. (laughs) I like them. Thank honestly. you.
4: speaking as a, as a Very non-parent, um, one of the, I, I read someplace somewhere that um, basically parenting is a battle to ensure that you protect your children and or advise them about the various perils of the outside world, knowing that there are some things they are only going to figure out themselves, and at the same time during that process, trying to transfer as few of your issues as possible onto your children. That, that that meaning that you are going to fuck up something. You are going to intend, you are going to end up twisting them, harming them, damaging them in some fashion no matter what it is you do. All you can do is try to minimize it.
2: Well, I mean it's I mean and that practice is just common in America. So I'm not I apologize for making it personal, scenario. Really no, do. No, don't apologize. Um, it's because not Because I, I mean you did, I mean that my parents didn't even think about it. That's just what was done. That's what what you know, his, I mean, father you, his father and his father and his father and his father all the way down. That's you just don't disgusting. know
0: it's an issue until it's an issue, right? I had no, like, there is just, all sorts of things. So I can be fucking judged for any point of my parenting to this point. So fucking pick something, right? Like, if you're going to do it, then just pick something. If circumcision is going to be it, fine. But there's there's a million different things that you can judge me for. And fine, like... You don't like that, I did that, or you don't like that stance, and fine, so be it. That's okay. I'm not
2: judging you for it.
0: Really? Because you're sitting here. I don't think
2: of you any less of a person for doing that.
0: No, but so like you think less of your parents, No,
2: I don't think less of my parents either. I just wish that I I would have had the opportunity to make the choice myself. That's the only. It's not like I think they're horrible parents. I think you're a horrible parent for doing that. No, not at all. Hmm. Although it is kind of, it makes me feel bad when, it meant, when we mention I have uh, uncircumcised penis that both Cindy and Megan both go, ew.
1: Yeah, man, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's like gross. It's not gross. It is gross. Out of it, true. it really just like ruins the moment, no. I gotta tell you.
0: Yep, exactly. I'm like, mm, what? Yep. I yeah, encountered I that know. one time and <sighs> never again. Oh my God. Well, what?
2: No, we're gonna have to move on because I don't want to. I don't want to dig this hole any deeper. No, you're pretty deep in (laughs) here. We could go on
1: for hours about that.
2: I just wanted to say that that sounds that's that's crazy to me. That you would judge somebody on something that that that's how that's how the factory made it. That's how the factory made it. That's not. No,
1: I didn't like end my relationship with that person when I found out. Like, first of all, I'd never seen such an entity. (laughs) <laughs> Until it was there. This was a European lad. And uh, so I dealt with it without making a dealt face with I think. it? Yes. I did. And then I dealt with it for like two years. So I think it did a pretty good job.
2: But don't, th- doesn't it bother you when people say, ooh, vaginas are disgusting?
1: Well, I think they're disgusting.
2: <sighs> what? Regina help me out, please.
1: One, she thinks they're gross, too, because they are. No, they're, they're not. not. Gross. Uh, I really people are fucking gross. Parts is, of people insane. are disgusting.
0: I mean, it I mean, depends. Well
3: maintained on... vagina is not gross.
4: Uh, I will further maintain the vaginas are not gross.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm. I'm. I'm as fucking progressive. I think we know who's judgmental on this cast right now. Mm.
0: Are oh, you just in
2: all this class right now?
0: What the fuck? Do you, what the fuck do you mean by that? Hi, welcome to Secretly Timid.
2: <laughs> all right, let's get into some leaks. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a pretty hot topic, and I didn't think it was going to go. It went to a place I didn't think it's it hotter. Go. It's
0: hotter when it it's circumcised. Yeah. Go on. It's going to
2: be hotter when I say You
1: don't think you it would to go, go to sex?
2: Workshops. Is that what you're saying, John? No, cool. I didn't think it would go to delicious. Cindy almost punching me in the face. And then me not realizing when I'm doing it while I'm doing it. Because the entire time I'm thinking, Cindy's a parent. I should probably not say this. So I thought, wait, wait. Cindy's acting be. strangely personal to this. But I'm Ooh, already in two I faith. wonder why. I can't stop. So I'm just going to continue on because I have a point of view that I want to say. So other hot topics. Can
0: I can I just point out that before we started this conversation, (laughs) (laughs) that I was like, "Hey John, I'm a little frazzled right now. I'm I'm a little afraid. Be gentle with me. I'm
2: sorry. Please don't send me an email."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm taking notes.
2: (laughs) Oh fuck. Okay, so in Asheville, we're going to talk about a terrorist attack that nobody probably ever heard of that happened just uh, two Fridays ago. Asheville Air, airport bomb scare suspect has criminal background. Oh, anyway, uh, court documents show Michael Estes. Oh, let's just take a poll. Did anybody hear about an attempted terrorist bombing that happened in no. Asheville, North Carolina, two weeks ago? Anybody here?
0: Not until I email. Really
1: have
3: no idea what's going on in the world. Period.
1: But I live twenty years behind you guys, so I'll hear about it pretty soon. Like, I did hear about it,
2: and I actually know I read about it because it was underneath the pylon. Of probably like MSNBC, Chiron, whatever. Yeah, Pylon's one of those things that we hit yes. in the
0: red. I Asylum mean, is from Battlestar Galactica. Oh,
2: I have not finished Battlestar Galactica
0: because
2: I'm afraid. You just to... ruined it for him, Cindy. <laughs> no, I've got I've got one episode left. And I know they're all going to die, and I don't. I just don't want to experience. Oh so they're God. still sorry. Off offshoot. Court documents kind of. show Michael Estes is a convicted felon in Swing County for assault with the intent to cause serious bodily injury. So this is what happened, guys. He showed up at the airport and uh, with an IED, and the FBI caught him before, uh, before he was able to detonate it. Detonate it. Or it was on a timer, actually, but whatever. Um, he's a white man. Shock. And there Surprise! are some people who posit that the reason why this was not national attention was because he was a white man. Thoughts? Regina, go.
3: Um. Well, I think after the shooting in Vegas, I think the press gets a little um, reticent to sort of pile on and encourage other people. That might be why. Also, it was kind of a non-event. They caught the guy, you know... Before anything happened, is it really that big of a deal?
2: Uh, the shoe bomber. I was just about to bring that up. I was <laughs> than, just about to bring that up. Did. But then the shoe bomber—wasn't he somewhat
4: successful? In that he got in the plane, but he tried to light his shoe on fire, and he was not able to do so. People tackled him when they saw him trying to strike a match to his bloody shoe.
0: So he got about a hundred <laughs> feet away from where this Brosif did. No, yeah, he was like he was on the plane yeah. trying to light his shoe on fire, but he was still. But light. that's
3: because security failed, and in this instance. It worked. You know what I mean?
2: I'm not sure I follow the logic on that. Actually. I think <laughs> I, I, I follow the logic, Regina. I What, about
3: what worked? The yeah. FBI caught the guy before he was able to even, what, enter the airport or do any damage. He so, therefore, the airport, like, out. whatever protocols are in place works. So, it's sort of a non—in a way, it's a non-event. Well, what, ha- ha-
2: what this is what happened. So, investigators found a mason jar with ammonium nitrate nails and a shotgun cartridge cartridge so he was somewhat successful because he did plant the device
1: a mason jar in, in North
0: Carolina forbid. <laughs> Megan thank you for making the joke before I did
4: <laughs>
2: You're welcome. it was one of those ones with the uh, stem on it like a it fancy too obvious fancy wine glass where, where was it. the ball? Walmart uh, he left it inside the airport
3: past security or no
2: um, I don't know from this from from If, this, if it
4: says it inside positive. the airport, I've been to the Asheville airport, and there's like where you drop off people, and there's actual like baggage claims. I
2: think well, I think he did it to where because I, I, in another article I read, he did it in the early early morning to try and catch people as they were um, landing at like six a.m. Mm-hmm. So it's so either,
4: either baggage claim or at passenger pickup on the on the street. One of the two.
2: But I agree with Regina. I think one of the reasons why it didn't get. Well, I—I I, I mean, we can't—we can't separate race from this because I do think that well, if he that's was. That's just it.
3: I want to reject that narrative that it's um, the press doesn't want to report on white domestic terrorism. I don't—I don't think that's true. I, I think, think it's
1: class-based because if you're if you're placing it at the airport at six a.m., you're getting people that are on the red eye, which have, you know, their. Corer, so they take the red
2: eye because it's cheaper. Right? God damn it! Oh, I thought they were just business people that were yeah. That's what flying I was thinking in.
1: too. No, but I think I think oh, the, I think big well, that ruins my joke. So that can't possibly be it. <laughs> so I think let's be absolutely
4: clear here. Uh, later on in the story, it says, "Officer said Estes admitted to leaving the explosive at the airport and claimed he was getting ready for ready to quote fight a war on U.S. soil." So, I think that. Um, elevates the the, 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 uh, the the concern ever so slightly when it comes from, you know, yes, we all get freaked out when somebody screams Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and, you know, be it blows himself up in some exotic locale or shoots somebody here or whatever else. But then someone says, hey, I'm trying to start a war in this country and does something like this. And we have the overarching narrative of oh, let's all be terrified of Muslim terrorists and so on, end quote, or Muslim extremists, or call them what you will, and the FBI is looking for black identity extremists and increasing the amount of funding it's spending on looking for um, uh, Islamic extremists and decreasing the amount of funding it's spending on uh, uh, alt-right and or white extremist organizations. And we don't have any recent evidence of an Islamic-themed attack in the U.S. and no evidence of... BIE, in quote, attacks in the U.S. When you put it in that context, the story, I think, becomes much more newsworthy.
2: Do you think that, let's say, would happen in San Bernardino or in uh, Florida, Mm -hmm. um, if they were unsuccessful, if they were caught beforehand, that it would have made huge news? I think so. I think think so as well. Um,
3: I feel like, aren't there plenty of people, um, Muslim or Arab or otherwise, that are sort of entrapped by the FBI into these sort of pseudo-terrorist plots that we don't hear about?
4: That is true, that there's been a number of cases where basically the only reason the plot existed that they thwarted and made big noise about thwarting was because, as you mentioned, FBI informants, essentially, or people working for the FBI, they essentially it. made them, create the plot for them, all they had to mm-hmm. do was show up like a shitty ad-lib.
2: I've got a question. What purpose would it serve for it to be widely publicized so if it was thwarted? I
4: think that we're, we're entering into a weird space where we're trying to assign motive to the way ratings work, in the sense that certain stories get traction, other stories don't get traction. Um, so I would even argue, and this is one of that I talked about a couple weeks ago when it came to the... Uh, case of there was a shooting that because it was a, I think it was a, 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 a Somali individual that shot up a church, something like that. That mm-hmm. story didn't get a lot of traction. There either. were
3: Sudanese.
4: Sudanese, thank you. You, you uh, correct me last time as well. Um, and I, I, I came up mentioning Somalia because even though it was a bombing, you think this past couple days in Somalia, things are still strangely going on in Somalia, but whatever. My point is that that story didn't get a lot of traction because it didn't fit a certain narrative. This story didn't get a lot of traction because it didn't fit a certain narrative. We cannot deny the effect that narrative has, and the way in which we uh, pay attention to, or um, otherwise get distracted by stories in the media.
0: Are you but what, are you talking about like a pattern? Like it doesn't fit a certain pattern. Like this person doesn't fit a certain, you know, like demographic or a demographic
2: or a narrative arc or whatever else. But what I mean, but even then, what purpose would that serve? Ratings.
0: My question
3: would be too. What else was happening that week? It feels like every week there's. You know, with the Trump administration, there's big news. Um, you know, we had the Vegas shooting. We have Puerto Rico. We've got all these big news stories that are soaking up a lot of the news cycle. So I can see why that wouldn't get a lot of traction.
4: I understand. I agree that like, the, the, the way the Trump administration is currently functioning is, quote, sucking a lot of the oxygen out of the room. But this does not div- divest from the commentary I'm trying to make about the nature of narrative. And ratings and the way the the, the media shines light on certain things and the way our gaze follows that light and how those two, how that dynamic feeds off of a certain set of, shall we say,
2: tendencies. Can you, I'm I'm, I'm unclear of like your point. Okay, let me give you some loosely associated
4: but relevant examples.
2: Okay. Like I, I the, let me see. This is where let me explain where I think you're going with it, and tell me if you if I'm wrong. Okay, because it sounds like you're saying that the news media will will publicize a story if it garners good ratings. So therefore, let's say if this Estes guy were any other color but white, mm-hmm. and they would suspect that that would garner good ratings, they would publicize the story. But because mm-hmm. he is white, and can, Considering everything else is going around, they're like, uh, we're going to just put it on the little thingy at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so that's what you're saying. Yes. But then why then did the Sudanese, just going with what what you're saying, why didn't what happened with the Sudanese guy that shot at the church, why wasn't that publicized? Because Because it it seems like that would contradict your point. And that's the. That and, and sounds so personal when I say points, no, 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 I'm not gonna. No, I am not no, gonna, no. I, I, I just, I'm entirely
4: agreeing with you. And the thing is, I think that there is a push pull there. There is a push away from stories about white terrorism because it's it makes white folks uncomfortable. It shines light on a particular portion of American history and or a certain.
2: I don't think to it does though. I'm a white folk, and white terrorism doesn't make me doesn't make me feel uncomfortable.
4: But. You look at Charlottesville, and as we saw from that Vice documentary, you had literally dudes in polos walking in the you know, camera center with their torches. If you'd panned the camera left or right, you would have seen the guys in tack vests with some automatic rifles marching alongside them. How much was that in the news media?
2: So that's not exactly uncom- the, th- th- the same th- point thing that is I'm is saying.
1: What happened this- in Charlottesville?
4: Right. I'm going to just pretend like <laughs> that's,
1: yeah. that's a joke, <laughs> goddammit. Okay. Well, that- <laughs> <Here's-> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I've got
2: I've got another question. Do you think because I mean we did have the Vegas shooter who was a white man that garnered a lot of attention? But do you think if Estes was successful Mm -hmm. and managed to kill or injure you know a number of people, Mm -hmm. do you think it still wouldn't have been publicized?
4: I think it would have been publicized. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there would have been a a lot more attention to the story because um, suffering trauma and death trump. Ha ha ha. some minor tale about some guy almost succeeding. It's almost comical in scope, according to uh, according to certain narratives. But to answer your question earlier about whether or not the Sudanese thing contradicts my uh, my earlier statement, that same pushback against stories that involve. Uh, um, uh, Elements of white extremism. Also, a certain liberal guilt sets in. With oh well, we don't really don't want to sh- we don't really don't want to put too much light on this thing because it's kind of awkward and this does. Kind but was, of- did
2: like Fox News cover it though? Because you think Thoroughly they would be all ad ad nauseum. That's the
4: part that oh. fascinates me. In fact, they made a point of again, of again saying, "Hey, why is the little media covering this more?" And my point last week was, "Yeah, liberal media in quote does need to cover this so that to make clear that the narrative that Fox is pushing about them having a bias."
2: Is diffused accordingly. Oh, what do you think, Cindy? You've been quiet.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I see both sides of this. Like, I can see where it would be beneficial to highlight the fact that this guy was, you know, white. And
2: that, that has he taken any sort of has he acknowledged he's a part of any group, or is I mean, clearly, I, that statement does. I mean, we we know that we can assume that he's probably definitely a fucking racist.
0: Why would we assume that he's a racist, though?
2: Oh, Usually when they say we want to start a war on U.S. No, soil, I don't, that's I don't usually think that usually means that, a race war.
0: I don't think that that indicates a race war at all. That could just indicate any kind of war.
4: From his statements in a vacuum, no. I would think From race war. From the collective narrative, <laughs> that may be... That, that's where I would lean as well. Because
2: when a white guy says, I, oh. I want to start a star war, it's usually not with other white people. You know, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't agree.
4: You're right. You know what? It could have been a class war. It could have been just trying to feed into the narrative be against Islam. He could the, the rights movement. He could be trying to, yeah, exactly. You're absolutely correct. Well, then hard, he would have, hard have hard probably to would have yeah. tried
2: yeah. to bomb a Planned Parenthood, not a... Well, if,
0: if he was trying, like, if that Air was the one quote, if the one quote that they put of this supposedly racist... You know, person who's trying to plant this bomb is saying, I want to start a war, then they would have put in a lot more vernacular of of him saying, you know, fuck whatever, insert whatever group here. So I I can't say that this is an assumption that he's a racist or not.
4: Let's put it this way. The fact that he's bombing an airport. That is a statement unto itself. I mean, that is the nature of this kind of statement. He didn't, I mean, of all the places he picked in the city of Asheville, he chose an airport. And to, um, and to Megan's point, he didn't bomb Planned Parenthood. Was that, was that your point? Regardless, to, to someone's point, he didn't bomb Planned Parenthood. He'd be bombed an airport. And if airports traditionally have been Focused on by Islamic extremists, and he himself is trying to set a bomb in the style of someone yeah. of that type. You could have been trying to inflame those kind of I- interactions. So,
1: Although you could also argue that the airport serves the largest variety of populations. So he's let against
2: cultural Marxism. For him. But uh, just to go on a limiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and guys, well, the, tell yeah, me you what you think Marxism. about this. Let's say he was successful and they did not know who did it. Who do you think? The media at large Would speculate Was at fault
4: I think that's, Again I think That's part of the problem There is There's no easy narrative To slide him into So it just kind of Free, free no, from I'm just isolated. saying If
2: there was this a Bomb goes off the airport mm-hmm. I would think That most people would think Oh my god It's Sharia law You know,
4: you know they, they immediately hop to Islamic extremists Because no one's used to like Again There's no narrative To attach this to So the default narrative They would attach to Has nothing to do With his actual motives so it plays into what he said. He's trying to start but a if
3: war. There's,
2: but if there's no narrative – we have mean-
3: such limited information. We don't know if he was interested in taking credit for this or if, yes, he wanted to inflame um, anti-Muslim um, sentiment. We, we just don't have enough information. Maybe that's why it's not a bigger story either. If it's part of an active FBI investigation, they're not going to tell you a whole lot. So if there's not a whole lot to report on, then maybe that's why it's not a bigger deal.
2: And to jump off with Regina saying, I think the danger is when there isn't a lot going on is we make our own narratives and then.
0: I, I agree to that, but you you are automatically assuming that this was a race war and you're feeding into what it is that you're saying. Like you're feeding into the fact that you're saying that we make our own narrative. You're making your own yeah, narrative. And, saying and I that acknowledge this is a race that.
2: Guy. I'm just using what, what. I'm making a value judgment on this guy's statement. For me, that. that and i think otno2 it sounds like a race war Again. but
0: wouldn't that be just kind of feeding in, feeding yeah. feeding into totally. the stream that the news media is wanting you to feed into to begin with
3: i don't think the news media wants us to feed into anything they just i want think the it's other people <laughs> they're just um a tool in that process of getting people to quote Feed into whatever anti racist, this, that, or the other narratives that we're all kind of. Maybe he hates
0: airports.
2: So, which is why, like, just to circle back, which is why I said, what purpose does it serve to air this story if. Nothing ultimately came of it. So
4: this is the thing. The fact – the only reason you or I, John, said race war was a possibility is because it's a white dude. If this was successful and something blew up at an airport, let's be honest and say what what people in the depths of their subconscious would assume was the cause for this explosion. Because, number one, you know that ISIS would claim responsibility because they do for every single terrorist attack. Right. right. Yeah, they, a place they took
2: They try to say that they were behind Vegas.
4: Exactly. So, first of all, they would take responsibility. And until there was more information, there would be uh, the the FBI researching away. There would be the news media doing what they do best, i.e. wild speculation that has little or nothing to do with the actual facts on the ground. Fox would immediately begin trying to find as many correlations to that ISIS uh, uh, proclamation as possible. And that would be the state until either the race of the perpetrator was determined— or their identity was determined, or some other data came to the fore. But the default, the off-jump, hey, bombing at an airport, no other data, and the style of bombing in particular.
2: I just got your point, OTNO. <laughs> I just got
0: your point You're trying to
2: change the narrative so that we don't automatically assume that this is what? the one narrative. But there is.
0: It just got brighter in here too. It's uh, weird.
4: <laughs> anyway, that that's really all I had to say about it. But yeah, it's it's disconcerting that we there's a there's a, a bit on Samantha Bay this past week about um, uh, how uh, I think it's Norwegian or Finnish children were are, are taught how to critically analyze media stories, and that's one of the reasons why they're more quote alternative fact resistant, and that's something that. The society desperately needs because oh, yeah. that kind of analysis and awareness of the narratives and social mores and or the the undercurrent that we're all subject to is something that we need desperately.
2: Any final words, guys, before we move on to another story?
5: No, nope, nope,
2: nope. I wanted to talk. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein uh, last week, Megan O'Tean and I, but at that point we didn't really get like the the depth and the depravity of it all wasn't in the news didn't yet? Didn't we, though? Um, so one of the things that I... feel I like I got to, the, Well, I I, I, I... I mean, I didn't know half the shit that that was going on. Um, so I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about... Well, one thing that I noticed was, okay, so um, at, a number of actresses have come come out to share their story about how creepy and awful he was. And now businesses are starting to react for example like the wines like he got fired immediately um, other programs that he was attached to like uh, uh, project run away from example they severed ties from the Weinstein group like all, the, all these other businesses and corporations are severing ties what bothers me and I'm interested in what you guys think is if it was such an open secret that People like insiders knew that this shit was going on. Shouldn't we be appalled that it it took that the news being exposed for them to sever ties? Shouldn't they have done it from the very? Aren't
1: beginning? we? Aren't we appalled by that? I mean, I think that's the worst bit. Right? I
2: see. I see people applauding them. Like you know, good for them for severing ties. Like I mean, you know, like they getting- elected
3: a president who has patterns of this same behavior. So. Obviously, people are comfortable being, like, complicit in this sort of um, abuse on a consistent basis. I mean, it was a rumor that Bill Cosby was raping women for decades. Um, We've got Trump, um, Harvey Weinstein. This has been going on for probably decades. So All of
1: us are socialized to believe that this is the way it is. And if you say something about it, then you're hysterical, or you're, uh, you're overreactive, or you are uh, crazy. Or you and open it's... yourself
3: up for libel. Right. Right. Or Sorry. your life becomes a living hell. <laughs> and and these you are know what? what? All
1: of this shit has happened to me. Well, I'm not all of it, okay? I've not been raped. But uh, this sort of, like, harassment... Happens pretty regularly for me and for Regina and for Cindy and for all of the women that you know.
2: Oh yeah, all and men time. too. I mean, I don't think um, I think you're you're a lucky bird if you get through your life without being sexually harassed or assaulted in one <laughs> shape or or form in your it life. Doesn't
1: happen unless you live in a fucking
2: yeah
1: cabin like Jeremiah. What's his face with a beard and all that shit. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I didn't see the movie, but somebody told me about it one time.
2: So do you think this is just going to be like Las Vegas where we're going to be appalled for a week or so and then we're going get, to get back to normal?
3: Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons people are severing ties now and the reason they didn't before, and maybe this is cynical, they're not doing it because they're disgusted or appalled. They're doing it because it makes good business sense. Yep. used to make them money now doesn't can cause them to lose money so that's that's it (laughs) it's not complicated god that sucks
2: (laughs) it just makes me so just i mean whatever happened to doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do
0: trump's america 2017
2: this existed long (laughs) before
4: we're talking
0: about harvey weinstein (laughs) Uh, it's
4: still a viable (laughs) same thing
0: (laughs) I, i that was my general Comment it's for anything that's I mean, ever gone Yeah, going we back.
3: live in a different environment now than we did a year or two
2: years ago.
0: But did we? We're not that different. I don't think it's that different think, at all. I think the cover has just been pulled back a bit. Like we're kind of seeing behind who's the curtain like now. Like foreskin.
3: <laughs> I was waiting for it. I think a certain that. population. We never we never a a
6: oh my god.
1: Circumcision wins. <laughs> so,
4: um,. I've been thinking a lot about this Harvey Weinstein thing, both in <laughs> it's it, it, about how the um, how feminism parallels with civil rights and LGBTQ rights. And this is not to divest from the importance of the moment for women, but just to try and draw a correlation between those other elements to try and see what core portion of human nature and the way we deal with peer pressure and conformity when it comes to things like white folks standing up for black folks and or me standing up in the face of other dudes and or just how we, as humans all together, why we short-circuit at this. Why is it that when I'm sitting in a locker room, I hear some guy graphically describing how he forced himself on somebody or how somebody hearing somebody at work talk about how those people moved in next door in their building and how they're going to have to move out or... Any of those situations where you're among your peer group and somebody says something that is against your personal values and or you know is objectively wrong, but it's difficult for you to, in that space, confront them, call them out, speak out against them? Not among my friends.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, and I think Cindy would be the first one to tell me well, to shut the fuck up. If I'm John, you just—I'm no, no, not talking about your friends, like
4: you know, us hanging out here in the podcast. I'm talking about oh, your new job.
2: I'm talking about oh no, you didn't I'm talking about, about my job. Remember that racist lady? And those the, aren't his friends. Those are not my friends. When she tried to say, when she looked at me and said, "It looks like we're going to be the minorities here," and I was like, "What are you talking yeah, about? I don't understand true. what you what you explain this to me."
0: So are you are you asking like? What the difference is between standing up now and standing up 10 years ago? I'm saying
4: that right now in this moment, I'm thinking about how, yes, there's obvious difference in, in, in standing out then and standing out now, but, or standing up that is, but It's also a matter of we individuals, or at least I know me personally, I've been in a number of situations where I either felt comfortable saying something or I didn't feel comfortable saying something. And the power dynamics, those moments where you do or do not feel comfortable saying something. I mean, because especially in in cases like Harvey Weinstein, there was a clear difference in power dynamics there. Part of Mm -hmm. the pressure and conformity he was able to exert, uh, uh, let's talk about those two, two, two separate entities, as the pressure he was able to exert in the amount of control he had Over that person's career and insofar as conformity, the amount of assistance, helpers, the network he had to have developed to basically shuttle them in and out of his door. You know, it wasn't just a matter of she just showed up. There were literally, if you, if you read some of the articles, people whose job was to manage that person afterwards, so that they would be less likely to speak out. So oh, this wasn't I, just him as an isolated incident. It was it, it, was, it was the culture that call it what you will, the rape culture and or the way in which we humans interact with power. Well, it's the, and the Hollywood or
2: casting couch culture as well, and it wasn't. I mean. Brian Singer. Those rumors it's, have been exactly. circling around. But it's not him. just Hollywood, though. I mean, picking
1: it. It's industry. not just that. Yeah, it's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. I
0: I was sexually harassed this week. When you so fell? So was I. No. <laughs> today <the>, to <laughs> no. completely completely and I didn't separate even issue. Go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> completely separate issue. Like I just made this really innocuous comment to somebody, and then they turned it into something sexual. Like just like. Hey, nice weather outside. And they were like, yeah, good time to fuck. I mean, it was just completely, what? it was completely innocuous comment that turned into something but, sexual. So
1: what should and then we we do we're, when supposed we're supposed to act like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Exactly. Right,
0: you, I laughed it off. I laughed what? it off. I was like, ha ha ha. You want to fuck me. That's funny.
4: And this is my point, is that I imagine that you weren't the only people in the room when that happened. No, of course, I was like
0: in the middle of a public yeah, because at the nurse's station. And no
4: one else felt the need to say anything. And that is, it's not just a matter of, uh, um, you can call that, oh, that's not my problem. But there are social factors, there are power dynamics, and there are just human tendencies that make, and or social mores that make that an acceptable situation. And that's what I'm trying to, um, trying to understand
2: more well, about. Because we have example example of when people do speak out and try to do the right thing, they get blackballed.
0: I guarantee, well, let me. Let they me, get
2: shoved right out the door.
0: In my environment, in my corporation, you don't Yeah, you get labeled noise. a troublemaker. You don't make noise. Mm-hmm. If you make noise, then you're a troublemaker. And then they put something on group one and then nobody wants to hire you. So, no, you don't make noise. You're quiet. And I i mean, i you know, this this is in matters of like at work. This is, you know, between friends, like and, and between friends, it's a little different. Right. Because most of the time I can just like. Yeah. Tell sorry Sandy. fuck Cindy,
2: if, Well, remember like it when when you call when you called me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at this guy's dick at Target. Yeah. <laughs> in well,
0: I mean, but that's that's like
1: that's OK. We all because, remember a phone call like that with you, John. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> that's different. But, you know, I don't. I don't know this guy, right? I don't have history with this person. And, you know, like I I could have easily texted you and texted you the same thing. I would have never said the same comment. No, I would never
2: say that at work. Regina's being quiet. Regina, what do you think?
3: I mean, I was sexually harassed at my last job and it was very clear to me while it was happening that it was a power play. Basically, he wanted to find out um, how much he could get away with and... Um, if I would complain, if he could trust me, I mean, and did I say anything to anyone? No, of course not. It's, it happens. It happens all the time. And as a woman, you just get, it sucks. You just get used to it and you move on. Now the stuff like Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever, um, was doing, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty severe. I mean, that's a whole... These are victims, too. So when people are like, well, why didn't anybody say anything? And why were they just rumors? You have to keep in mind, these people were victimized. And it's not always easy for them to come forward and shed light on that and then put themselves in a situation where they have to revisit it over and over and over again.
1: I don't know how... um, You say severe, but do you mean, like... When you say severe, do you mean, like, unusual? Because, I mean, this shit happens...
3: Well, I mean, like... In comparison to what I experienced, I mean, nobody, like, you know, tried to force me to give them, like, oral sex or watch them, like, masturbate. That happened
0: to me before. Me. Hmm? Somebody yeah. wanted, like, somebody attempted to force me to watch them masturbate. At work? What? At yeah. At work? Uh, not, yeah. not another employee.
2: Miss Starbucks?
0: This was at, uh, no, this was when I was working at that, um, uh, I can't think of the word. The pharmaceutical? No, when I was doing surveys at a uh, market research oh. place. wow.
2: You, yeah. were, you were so I've, young.
0: I was 16. Oh, my God. I was God.
1: 16. I looked at a camera shop with a guy that did shit like that.
2: I, yeah, I remember that at the Collin Creek Mall. And that's, where like, that that, that's where my yeah,
0: incident happened. That's where Collin Creek cool. Mall is fucking dirty, man. That's where, that's where my thing happened, too.
1: People fucking grabbing your hands and saying inappropriate shit to you that have professional power over you, that's pretty on the regular, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. It is currently...
0: Have you you guys ever... Like, has anybody ever said anything unwanted and or...
2: Oh, well, yeah, at work, but not to that degree. It's always been... um, For example, when I worked at Wingspan, I was in an argument with the... I was, I was actually in the position of power because I had to kind of audit her work, mm-hmm. and she did a shitty job. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling her, like, you fucked this up, and she was not having it. she said, you're just mad because you didn't get your dick sucked last night. And I was like, um, no. <laughs>
3: I mean, what I'm about you, Otano? Do you ever feel like you've been sexually harassed? Um, In a work environment or otherwise? This This doesn't count as your work, by the
1: way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to
4: think if there was ever a situation where I felt uncomfortable in that way. And it was never... I mean, I had people make passes at me that I tried to make clear that I was not interested, but they kept making passes at me. But I never felt threatened yeah, by it. I that's the feel difference. awkward by it but I didn't feel threatened by it. That's the big difference. And that, and that is a very important difference yeah. because for me the power dynamic is usually very different.
2: Yeah, I, never, um, I mean when, even when she said that to me I didn't feel threatened yeah, by yeah, it at all.
4: Exactly. And that's kind of like the, 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 the golden rule thing that I try and impress upon the uh, men that I do try to speak to about this kind of thing or back when I was in the service uh, to my junior marines is that like you know Many women operate under the basic long-term, always existent physical threat of other men, so it's a different.
2: And there were two actors dynamic. that came out. I think what's his name, Terry Crews, Is that yeah, his name, exactly, and exactly. Uh, Dawson. God, shit, what's his name, James
0: Vanderby. They
2: both said that they've <laughs> been around and they've been grabbed by men in power, and mm-hmm. they both didn't speak up either because yeah. they were worried for their you know job security. Yeah.
3: yeah. Do you guys remember um, – I'm having a hard time remembering myself, but wasn't there um, a similar situation with some Hollywood executives um, abusing young boys? I think it was like the Feldman –
2: Corey Feldman. Yeah, and and Corey Um, Haynes. They both talk about that. that. And that was like
3: a well – it was – it was sort of had that rumor, well-known rumor status, just like this did, and nobody did anything about it in a very similar manner.
2: Well, Corey Hayne did something about it. He killed himself, and
0: that's not doing something Corey about Feldman it.
2: said that the, one of the reasons he felt why both of them had struggles with sex addiction, not sex addiction, drug addiction, is because they were both um, victimized by pedophiles their entire, you know, young career.
3: Yeah. So. So it's a phenomenon, <laughs> obviously, and not just in Hollywood, but in general, you know, this this kind of behavior. I, I, Anita Hill, for example, too. I mean
4: – I think uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm trying to focus on the social – excuse me – social underpinnings of this and the way it correlates to other things is, A, I think it's a very human thing in the way we deal with uh, – um, because of our tribal nature and the way we deal with conformity and social pressure, but also it's a it has to start with this the simple thing that you, you said earlier, Regina. You know, it's things thing you just have to accept as part of being a woman, and that's something that other men should be policing other men to eradicate. Because if you open that door, that's where it all that's where the floodgates start.
2: Yeah, you know? well, yeah, think, by, kind of by being a woman.
4: Open. No, 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 not. Let no, me be absolutely clear about this. I'm not saying that. Your having a vagina means that all of a sudden now, you are by default subject to harassment. What I'm saying is the fact that it is an accepted reality, and the important part being accepted reality that because you have a vagina, you are going to get harassment, and as a result, you just have to deal with it. That's the part I'm saying men need to call out other men in addressing because okay. when there because when there was some, when there was another man in that room. And a man says that to you, it should have been a man that said, what the fuck is your problem? There's no the, – the, the, unless it stops there, there is <laughs> – it, it's only logical that someone else has got to push it a little further, well, push it a little further, push it a little further.
0: Let me let me make the point here that you're saying that women can't stop it. Only men can. No,
4: uh, no, 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 no. that's not what no.
0: no, that's what and, – and I'm you not
3: saying – other men have a responsibility oh. to – police other men. I, I uh, but agree. A lot men engage in this behavior when there's not other men around. So. Well,
2: Dina Abadala. I, I actually, I, I, well. People
3: should, yeah. any good people, whether male or female, should say, hey, that's fucked up. Shut your fucking mouth and move on.
0: No, I I I totally agree. And I hear, I think I hear what you're saying. But I also, as, as terrible as it sounds, I think that that's true because women will try and speak up about it and we're not going to be heard. Nobody's going to give a fuck. Women have been trying to speak up about this Harvey Weinstein thing forever. They just showed a clip as I was uh, looking on bustle and they showed a clip of Courtney Love saying something about Harvey Weinstein in 19 fucking 93. No, Mm -hmm. I
2: I would think it was later than that, but that doesn't matter. But she said as a result, she got blacklisted for whatever that.
0: So as I.
2: It was the Pam Anderson roast. I hate to
0: come to this conclusion because it it fucking sucks, right? Like all of this fucking sucks, but you're born with a vagina and you're subject to this. And you're also subject to not being heard. And you're also subject to relying on men talking to other men in this tribal type of way that you're talking about to end that. And I, I don't think that I'm skirting around the issue and I don't think that I'm, I'm not hearing you. I'm just telling you that today, today, that's how it is.
4: And, and I, I, if I'm catching it correctly, your underlying point is it shouldn't have to be men doing this because society should be listening to and or the, the perpetrator yes. should be listening to you when you say it. Yes, that is what Or another one I'm when saying. they say it. I correct. entirely get that point. Okay. And you are entirely right. correct. But at this point this in time should, in this society, matter. number one, it, and this is where we have our intersectionality moment where you know black folks been saying for years hey this is happening but nobody listened to shit until fucking um, uh, uh, John Stewart said it or until Seth what's his name says it or, or until, until Stephen Colbert it. says it Nobody's <laughs> so I, I, I uh, there's that dynamic where okay you know what it sucks that it takes that person to speak out you won't listen to me right. but I'm not going to tell them to shut the fuck up I'm not going to criticize them for saying something because if that's what you have to hear if your brain's at that level right now where that's the only frequency you're able to hear at least you're hearing a frequency. We can work on increasing your bandwidth later. For right, right now, someone's fucking listening.
0: I I agree. I think that's that's where we were. Yeah. That's where we agree. And I wasn't trying to call you out. No, I, like, and
4: I, I totally get what you were saying. Okay. I, I, I okay. really do. Yeah.
2: I just want to say I love Rose McGowan and I love her even more now mm. for all this stuff that she's
4: doing. And yeah, fuck Twitter for that, by the way.
0: Oh, um, Yeah. Uh, that was a fucking shit move.
4: They're they're picking very interesting moments to try to silence people. I mean, fucking real Donald uh, at, at real Donald Trump should have been on mute about fucking two years ago. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's still poking that fire. I think he really does want a nuclear war. Yeah,
4: yeah. For, for the record, let's be clear. You know, someone possibly releasing someone else's personal information is far then, more dangerous than a possible thermonuclear that, fucking exchange. I think yes. a lot
2: of people's point where people do that all the time on very Twitter. True. Hell, Look at
4: hell. Louisiana. Um, Louisiana we, uh, sorry, St. Louis Police Department did that when they were talking about protesters that were arrested. Their addresses just blasted all over the fucking Twitter account. So actually, Denton cool Police
2: about. does that too. Whenever they they used to follow them on Twitter, and they would release the the I think they would do it the mug shots of all the people. And actually, wouldn't give their would give their name. It would give them enough so you could identify them. But
4: which you know kind of throws the entire guilty. That, was, that a thing, was a bad out, example. Was a bad example. Well, Is proving guilty. Pardon me, out the window. But yeah, so good times. Good I think it's
2: a good spot to wrap it up. But uh, does anybody have any parting words?
0: No. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the uh, Trump Mensa thing, but we can. The Trump
2: Mensa. Yes. <laughs> Is he a member of Mensa?
0: <laughs> no, I was God. Say, My God. It's like Mensa's
4: collapses organization. <laughs> what the fuck.
0: Um, no, that, uh, Donald Trump and this Rex Tillerson thing or Rex Tillerson called him a moron, supposedly, pardon me. That's like my favorite word. How did I omit that? And that. Donald Trump was like challenging him to take a IQ test to see who's smarter. And Mensa was like, we're are fucking there for that <laughs> shit. Like <laughs> we will be there for that shit. And I just, it didn't, um, I don't think, you know, got as much. Airplay as it probably should. Share Sarah
2: Huckabee Sanders respond to that. He was obviously joking. Yeah, Regina, can you do a good Sarah Huckabee Sanders voice? (laughs) The one, the woman that podcast you turned me on (laughs) to, her Sarah Huckabee Sanders impression is hilarious. I can't do it. I know (sighs) that she basically said uh, it was Kristen Welker asked her about this, Mm. and uh, I think her response was like, he was joking you guys should try it sometime it might make you happier (gasps) i know i know that
0: that women are supposed to be raising up other women but i just wish she would not look so constipated all the time Mm.
3: (laughs) regina well you have such a chip on her shoulder she's just out there ready she's she goes out there swinging she's a linebacker she's like a fucking
2: linebacker i wonder all right. All right that's not a comment on her stature so She's like of, ready to, ready
1: all ready all to punch. it, like, So
2: I wish I could do that, that impression because it's so spot on. <laughs> so here, guys. hey guys. Next, here guys, next question.
3: Next question. Game <laughs> politics <laughs> with Brandy Howard and Julie Goldman. It's definitely okay. <laughs> worth checking out. I enjoy it anyway. Especially for <laughs> the Sarah you have an impression? Sanders. Is that why
1: John asked you? Do you do a, a Sarah Huckabee Sanders?
3: I mean with some preparation time maybe but you know I'm terrible <laughs> when I'm put on the spot we can stall if you
0: want to practice wait it. can we end with what everybody's going as for Halloween
2: oh I'm going to be multiple man Matrox fuck yeah Yeah. I've got a shirt I just need to get like some fake uh, tattoo inked best superpower ever, ever. One. one of the better ones on I, I be would universe. fuck myself literally
0: that would, <laughs> that would be one of the things <laughs> <I would laughs> quote, quote that <laughs> we're opening that <laughs> open with that <laughs> are you dressing up um, I'm still
4: prepping my costume which reminds me I gotta get my fangs sent off to get polished
0: but... of course you have fangs
3: yeah, why would surprised. I not have fangs,
4: fangs <laughs> Regina
2: are you gonna come to Dallas for Halloween because one of our friends is having a party in two weeks that Sydney and I think are, we're going to go right I'm, I'm going go.
0: I want go. to go yeah I my
3: schedule is so insane and I work on Saturdays now so I probably not unfortunately <laughs>
0: Maggie, uh,
3: I'm.
1: Are you guys going to be around? This is only tangentially related. Are you guys going to be around between the ninth and the thirteenth of November? Because I think I'm going to come back up down there then.
2: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to be here.
0: Okay. I I I don't go anywhere besides like Costco. So Great. that's not true. <laughs> you
2: go to the House of Blues to see Spoon.
0: I know that's true. We go out a lot.
2: <laughs> so Regina, what are you going to be for Halloween? Nothing?
0: Uh,
3: probably what I was like two years ago. Um, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off because I had oh. no time to make a costume or any real motivation towards Halloween at this point.
2: Boo. Megan, are you going to be anything for Halloween?
3: Rainbow Bride, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, my husband and I are going as uh, Baby from Baby Driver and Deborah. And I have my little waitress. Nice. You guys always have
3: great costumes. Thanks.
0: Well, we met on Halloween, so it's like our, you know, it's Aww. our big thing. You met on Halloween, oh yeah, I was John Benet Ramsey, and he was a MySpace page. <laughs> that is, um, I remember terrifying. that.
2: That <laughs> may say a great deal about his. No, I'm not going to go there. Never mind.
0: No, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. John? Uh, huh? I
2: already said mine. God I'm going to be multiple man.
0: Like what multiple orgasm
2: man? Multiple man. Metrox multiple man. He's a superhero. Man. Yeah. Metrox. Okay. Jamie Madrox.
4: Yeah, he has, basically, his power is whenever kinetic energy is applied to his person or he applies <laughs> it to himself, he makes a physically Ow. identical replica of himself that not only can uh, uh, retains all the memories it acquires while it's wandering off doing whatever else but they have but distinct personalities. Like yeah. they're
2: all different. So he can claps his hands or stomps his feet and he makes another one of himself.
4: And then when they're oh, the minds he gains all the knowledge that they learn so he no, can do all kinds love. of wacky cool stuff. Recon or wild crazy sex parties or you know one of them's gay,
2: one of or. his people are gay. And when they die he feels it.
1: oh that's dumb
2: well why do you rainbow bright's dumb too
1: (laughs) exactly why I'm gonna do it
2: (laughs) well enjoy the song uh, bad boys which I guess is actually kind of uh, poetic that's the song this week (laughs) 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 by Knox and we'll be back next week
3: I
0: think. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, And
2: I want to say thank you to OTNO. Well, Cindy wasn't here for most of it, but she got the aftermath of it. And Regina and Megan for me putting up with me when I was pulling my hair out over the audio issues earlier.
1: Well, we've been doing it for like. Twenty but years the good, so. the, but the good
2: the good news now is that now that I know what it is, next time we're not gonna come up with it. We're not gonna have to have like a That's an hour what you said
3: last time. John, there will be a new problem next week. It's not secretly timid <laughs> if it doesn't start
2: with, the <laughs> well, with have sort of a time. Well good week and we'll be back next week. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
6: I'm taking it. It smells like cheap cologne and cigarettes. Come and get it.